Well, happy Friday, world. Ooh. Welcome. Friday, to- Friday. Never again. Mm. We'll get a new co-host. Mm. But it's Friday. It's 2 o'clock Eastern time here in the lovely Detroit, Michigan area. And you are tuned in to Geektainment Weekly. I am one of your hosts, R.D. Van Houten, along with Andy Bisha here to my left. And then Ian Bensman, the great Ian Bensman, over here to the right, the Green Ranger. Power Rangers. I did enjoy that series as as a small child. It it did help form as a small and shape child. Last was. Tuesday, it was on my TV from Netflix. Are you kidding me? I put it on in the background. Sometimes. I was gonna say, are you watching the new one? Or are you watching? No. Well, okay. So every time Tommy pops back up, I make sure to watch it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Anytime their ratings start dipping down, they're like, "Hey, let's bring the Green Ranger back in, or whatever color he chooses to be at that time." Yeah, he's been green, white, red, black, and black. Mm-hmm. You know, is that the dude who's actually a fighter? Yeah, Jason David the, Frank. The, Jason yeah. David Frank. Yeah, I got to meet him at Comic Con a few years ago. Really freaking. It was like you know, he he was my hero when I was five. Mm-hmm. So like meeting him was like really freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I remember when they brought Tommy back from the dead when he was. Came back as the White Ranger. Oh, and yeah. Ev- okay. And everyone at school was like, oh, yeah, did you see? They brought Tommy back, and now he's not a Green Ranger anymore. He's a White Ranger. I have all of those episodes it's pretty on VHS. great. I was oh, the Green boy. Ranger for Halloween one year, and I was a White Ranger for I, Halloween for one, three one year. three years in a row, I yeah. was Green Ranger, White Ranger, and then Red Zero Ranger. I was. The... I wish I still had the toy, the dagger. I have it. Sabo? Yeah. No, 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 no. He's talking about about the dragon dragon dagger. dagger. Yeah. I almost bought a new one of those. I was at Disc Replay a couple months ago. Uh They had a replica one for like a hundred bucks, and I was like, "Oh, I came here to get a video game." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do I walk out? Spend your money wisely. Actually, that's exactly what Andy said to me. Yes, that is. (laughs) You know, I I dressed up as a Power Ranger when I was a child uh, for Halloween, and my grandmother made me my costume. And I got made fun of for it because she did triangles instead of diamonds. Oh, no. And so I just looked like a fool. Mm. I looked like a fool last night, Grandma. Half Ranger. Oh, man. That's right. So how's everyone been doing? Good. Life sucks. Everything's horrible. No, I'm kidding. I think it's funny that you brought that up, though, about the uh, finding that replica. Because it was like we went to Best Buy last week. Oh, that Thor's hammer. Looking for uh, what? A hard drive, yeah. and you saw a Thor's hammer. And I almost walked out of the like, store with it. Man, this replica Thor's hammer—it's pretty awesome. And by the way, Thor Ragnarok dropped today. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey, yeah. how I'm... many of us went and saw it? Just Andy. That's Andy. right. Andy. That's right. Because I don't care about life. I I make it just do whatever I want and shirk responsibilities and go see movies. Well, actually, so technically, for anyone who actually pays attention to our promos, we were supposed to have um, the script continuity person for Thor on today, but unfortunately she got stuck on set. We couldn't record the interview. Uh, it'll, it'll happen eventually. You'll hear from her. Um, mm-hmm. So today we're just going to talk about Thor, even though two of us yes. haven't seen it. But I saw it. And let me tell you no guys. No spoilers. Let me tell you guys. You know how you get so excited for a movie and you go into the theater and it just just isn't what you wanted it to be. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Thor wasn't an example of that. <laughs> I will say that from start to finish, it held my attention. It was engaging. It was entertaining. 
Uh, and and the best thing I liked about Thor is they brought in director Taika Waititi. I love Taika. Is it Waititi or Waititi? You know, whatever. I think it's Waititi. You know what? Could be wrong. He's getting paid a lot of money, so I don't think he cares. No, well, I I mean, he made a. I mean, from all accounts I've from heard, I've heard from people, it's amazing. The and this is this is what Marvel should have done with Ant Man. Now, I I was a fan of Ant Man. I could still feel a bit of Edgar Wright's writing Mm -hmm. because he did assist with the script in Ant-Man but when they pulled him out because he wanted to do some creative things and put the Edgar Wright spin on it well because at the time that actually was in development before yeah um, before Iron Man right so like he he was technically in the Marvel Universe before it even started right and yeah then that all happened it took him off the project because he wanted to Mm -hmm. be Edgar Wright well and but Thor Ragnarok was the perfect example of letting a director Infuse his own style into the the sh- the movie, and you know you've got. If anybody is a fan of this director, he's done uh, his, his biggest film that he's done. Most notable is a film called What We Do in What the We Shadows. Do in the Shadows, uh, a movie about three vampires that live together in in, in an apartment. Well, four technically. <laughs> Um, hey, hey Jake, not to interrupt. While we're running, while we're chatting about Thor, why don't you run that trailer and we'll uh, we'll we'll chat about Thor. You can look at the pretty pictures more. instead of our ugly mugs. Yeah, but yeah. but that but you know he was able to infuse his style of comedy into the movie. You know, you you got all those little little jokes and little moments and little quips, and it was just it was amazing. You know, the dialogue, the writing of it. Uh, you know, the, the the way the characters interacted with each other. It was just terrific, and and I feel like you know this is this is uh, you know this should be a signal to Marvel. Hey, you know, let your directors kind of infuse themselves into the film to get a different type of tone. You get a movie that doesn't typically feel like a Marvel film, but it still is in the Marvel family. It still is a good superhero film. Well, and I think that's why Guardians One worked. Right. Whereas we, I also think that's why Guardians Two didn't work. I, so I, I think en- they tried I, to overdo what exactly. they did. Exactly, I the enjoyed first movie. the second mm-hmm. one quite a bit, but the only problem I really had with it, it wasn't the first one. Now, yeah. now, now, seeing Hulk and Thor fight, that was just terrific. That was done so well, and from from start to finish, and it was because you're the trailer. Mm-hmm. That we're watching right now, it hypes it up so much. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a friend from work. I mean, it's it's hilarious, and it's also a, a, it's a spectacle. You're expecting this is like two giant titans fighting each other, and you get that the entire match, you know. And this is a spoiler-free review, but every every I, I mean, I can't wait to see this again. Every part of this trailer. Was was just a beautiful painting with the colors, especially. Oh yeah, you know That's the one thing that I've heard about this movie is that it's the most vibrant and colorful of all the Marvel Studios releases. Yeah. Now, even compared to Guardians Two, it fits in with the you know with with Guardians because you know it's dealing with other dimensions, you know, yeah. with with other uh, you know you know locations and. And it's it's kind of you know space centric, so yeah. it kind of fits like yeah, that's what some of the other civilizations we saw in Guardians kind of have. Well, it seems like they're using Thor to bridge the gap between the magic and the space, and and they did a terrific job. Good, I'm glad. Terrific job. Because honestly, yeah, the first two Thors are probably my that. least favorite of all of the Marvel films. This this makes up for it. Like okay. I was not a big fan of uh, uh, Thor two. Uh, I, I I enjoyed right. it. But I, I wasn't a huge fan. But this film, Ragnarok, 
it, it's great. And and knowing a little bit about the comics, um, you know, it's it's not a it's not it's not like a perfect adaptation. I've heard they made some really big changes, but it's okay. I'm fine with it. No, that works. If it works, it works. It works. And and in definitely with you know Taika, you know taking you know such a a bold chance with this you know that's i mean i'm very i have a lot to say about this film and i just walked out of the theater and right. it's it's, yeah. it's just terrific it's I, amazing i can't wait to see it i like like you said taika waititi is quickly because he's one of my quickly becoming one of my favorite directors what we do in the shadows was fantastic hunt for the wilder people was also incredible. and if you like those those uh movies you're gonna see some great little easter egg characters awesome with actors from other films and it's it. tremendous and one of my favorite characters was Taika himself. Oh, uh, he plays um uh, what was the character's name from World War Hulk? The big rock dude? Yeah, he plays he plays the the rock guy. The thing? No, 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 it's, no, no, no. Um, I want to yeah, say it's like something with a you, you, you see him dude. you see uh in in <laughs> Thor 2 Okay. At the beginning, when Thor fights oh, that rock guy, yeah. he's from like the same planet. Yeah. He just like cuts him to pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just it's amazing, just just like because he Taika is hilarious, and uh, the interviews I've read with him since the movie, like they're doing like the press tour. Yeah, freaking hilarious. You know, like bring bring him in, and then some of the other. I don't want to spoil it, but some of the other characters that we haven't seen in the trailer, that are just yeah, super minor say, characters, don't, are don't just like anything. holy. Crap, well, this is amazing. What I've really liked that the Marvel Studios has done is basically given Hulk a story without actually giving him his own well, movie. Well, it's funny you say that. Because There's I know a reason we, for that. Yeah. Right. We There's had absolutely a reason for that. that. Technically speaking, the solo film rights for the Hulk are housed with... Uh, Paramount, Paramount or Universal? I think it's Universal. It's you know is it's it uni- it, no it's Universal. it's Universal. So they own the the solo film rights to the Hulk. So if right. Marvel wanted to do another solo film, they they'd, have to, they'd have to work exactly work with Universal. It'd be another they'd, Sony Spider Man. Sort of. Uh, it's less complicated than that, um, but it's still very complicated. Um, obviously, I don't know all the ins and outs. No one knows all the ins and outs except for all the freaking lawyers and probably Kevin Feige. But basically, Marvel can use the Hulk in movies where they team him up with other people without having to check in with Universal. That's why he was in Avengers, and that's why he's in Thor, and that's why he hasn't had a solo film yet, because they don't want to jump through the hoops. It's the same reason why the Marvel comics have been pushing the the characters they own in the films. They make 100% of the profit from those, whereas X-Men, Fantastic Four, you know, they canceled Fantastic Four because Mm -hmm. they thought it was free advertising for Fox. Um, And it's gone... Along and made Mark Ruffalo like the best Hulk ever. You know what's funny though is honestly, as someone who has has reading the comics since I was a kid, I think his Hulk is a great Hulk, and I think that's the reason why people think he's a great Bruce Banner. I still think there's someone out there who would be a ten times better Bruce Banner. I really don't think he's that great at Bruce Banner. Do you think we haven't found him yet? Who's your favorite Bruce Banner so far? None of them. They all suck. Ed Norton was okay because Um, he's Ed Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton's Ed Norton. Honestly, I think Adrian Brody would be the perfect Bruce Banner. That being said, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. I could like see that. Like the CG Hulk? Yeah. His hands down. I mean, yeah. he, stole the sh- he stole the show in Avengers. Right. Stole the show in Avengers. Had the best lines, the best bits. Has him with every character. Loki, Thor, you know, just fantastic moments. You just wait. Oh, I'm you so excited. You just wait. Uh, the clip I saw in the trailer where Loki's freaking out when he sees the Hulk, mm-hmm. I'm beyond excited. And, you know, we, we obviously see in the in the trailers that Thor and Hulk are having a conversation. And, and if you uh, think back to the comics uh, of World War Hulk, uh, in Planet Hulk, where Hulk gets injected with 
some kind of uh, nano machines that give him the ability to form you yeah. know, cognitive, cognitive thoughts and intelligent speech. Um, you know, they. It's 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 implied, definitely, but they don't really hit hit on it too much in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of cool that we get to see Hulk have more than puny god or yeah. you know like two words at a time you know he's able to string a thought together and it's yeah. kind of cool but that's why that has always wildly varied in the comics he, right. he goes from being able to talk in full sentences to not being able to speak right. at all except for saying hulk smash and now right now in like marvel's continuity of hulk or whatever yeah is actually is right, bruce right. banner actually hulk right now no, isn't it someone Amade- else it's amadeus, amadeus Cho is currently a hulk although actually I, I think they're bringing back bruce banner or have already br- so basically Marvel created themselves a giant-ass fucking clusterfuck mm. uh, by doing this yearly annual thing, and no, none of the fans really liked it. So basically, they'd release new number ones, which would sell a bunch because it's number one issue, blah, 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 blah. And then you know, 12 issues later, the sales are lower than the last 12 issues, so they'll do it again. Right. And so now Marvel has set up all this crazy crap where uh, X-23's Wolverine and Wolverine's dead, and although he's coming back apparently. Well, of course, um, they they've killed all the main characters, and they've kind not all of them, but a lot of them. Like Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark's not Iron Man. Um, Captain America just became Captain America again. It was Falcon for a while. Um, I, I could continue that they killed off Cyclops, but there's a young Cyclops from the past. Like it's it's really so basically fans DC. Okay, I'm jumping ahead in the rant here. Basically, Marvel's going back to what they call their legacy numbering, which is the numbering for the books that have ran for decades, mm-hmm. and they're supposedly bringing back more streamlined continuity with their characters coming back and this and that and blah 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 they're finally I don't know if they're listening to their fans or if it's has something to do it probably has something to do with sales because really Marvel's just always kind of been we have market share we're going to do what the hell we want to do um so it's it's interesting because DC you know DC the new 52 a couple years ago and they were very much trying to please the fans Mm -hmm. and when the fans weren't happy they tried again with um, what was that? What was before Rebirth? Do you know what I'm talking about, Andy? There was New Fifty Two, and then there was something, and then it was Rebirth. Oh, um, I can't remember what it was because it was so brief. But yeah. basically, it was like the DCU or something. But basically, DC actually listened to their freaking fans, and they did Rebirth, and they took everything that the fans wanted back, and kind of mixed it in with some of the newer concepts the fans really liked. It's, it's. I find that the whole thing really interesting, the inner politics of all that crap. Yeah. Because honestly, Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment could not get along worse. Yeah, that's that's very true. Uh, I'm just uh, taking to Twitter here. If you want to contact me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at bishaha. That's b i s h a h a. And John Favreau just made a tweet that said Thor is excellent. Tone is spot on. Hats off to cast and crew. And, you know, John Favreau being somebody that's so intricately involved in the MCU, you know, I feel like that's that's a high amount of praise. And yeah. speaking of, has anyone seen the new little uh, mini poster they put up for John Favreau's new film, The Lion King? Oh, yeah, with, with the cast. all the actors. Holy freaking crap. So let's, I'm going to check it out right now. Let's, oh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, let's Childish. Well, talk they, about Beyonce as being Nala. as Nala. How does everyone feel about that? I don't that? hate it, honestly. I mean, I'm fine with it, but, if, um, you know, it's... You know, some people are, are, you know, happy about it and some people are like, well, I don't really see it. But, um, you know, I, I love I love the fact that we're, we're getting, you know, John Oliver as Zazu. That's pretty awesome. And they're bringing back James Earl Jones as Mufasa. And I mean, and if Donald you put Glover anybody is... else other than James Earl Jones in that spot. Yeah. 
um, you know, I'd be I'd be a little upset. I'm very curious to see what happens when he dies. What they're gonna do with Darth Vader in terms of his voice? Well, I mean, because clearly Star Wars isn't going anywhere for. Well, a while. what did they do on on like Re- uh, Rebels? Like that's not that's James, James Earl Jones. That is James Earl Jones. Is James Earl Jones? James Earl Jones came in and did uh, the voice. Lando Calrissian is also um, Billy D. Williams and. Yeah, no, that's actually that's actually because I that but it's not Ewan McGregor though. No, because that does that that Obi Wan does oh, the sound guy, good. Yeah, it's the, the same the guy from who, it's the same guy from uh, Clone Wars. From Clone Wars, I yeah. think. I mm-hmm. think. Don't quote me on that. That sounds right. But, uh, I also like the fact that we're getting a a great team up for uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Yes, yes, you Seth know, Rogen and um, and uh, Billy Eichner. Oh yeah, and Billy Eichner. Yeah, I just I loved Billy on uh, Parks and Rec, and Billy on the Street. Yeah, Billy on just, the Street's fantastic. I just think you know that's that's a. That, I mean, I would have loved to had Nathan Lane back. Well, um, yeah, but, of course. You know, I think this is this is a this will be a good version, and you know, I have a lot of faith in the Fav Man. I have oh, a lot absolutely. Of faith in his, John his, his Jungle Book was really good. Right. Yeah. And I just want to say to everybody who is watching our stream right now, we had a little camera difficulty, so. Got audio only going oh. right now. Yep, little camera froze action. So, so they can't see I'm flicking them off right now. Uh, let me make sure. That's just inappropriate. Oh, th- there they go. There. Well, I really there's the I'm restart. Pointing at Andy, been... but the camera's in front of him. So anyway, I can't see anything. We can chit chat. We can chit, keep the chit chit chat. But anyway, um, but yeah. So no, I'm excited for Lion King. Although I'm curious how they're are they just gonna go in Africa and shoot like a mountain and then be like, all right, we're gonna put all this stuff in front of it. Like, are they gonna have like it's gonna be like like Planet of the Apes where they have people in motion capture like how it's all animals well yeah i i you know live how, action it's well, going to be so cg yeah. with like a real mountain here's here's the skinny guys yeah, i kind of have my that? ear to the ground on these things and i've heard that andy circus is going to play every single role that would be freaking amazing as as he should you he know he should play every eventually hollywood is going to be replaced by andy circus and andy circus no 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 just andy circus just andy circus he's going to play every single role and and you know would that be so bad? It, it wouldn't. I mean, as he, long as long as they keep Peter Dinklage around, he commits. I mean, maybe as an audio actor, but again, Andy Serkis would pay Peter play Peter Dinklage in the Peter Peter Dinklage. It's hard to say Peter Dinklage repeatedly Multiple times quickly. Yeah. He would play Peter Dinklage in his autobi is in his biography I, movie. How, how many times biopic. can you say Peter Dinklage repeatedly? I don't want to try. That's I'd just embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I've already <laughs> failed at like two. Um, no, but I, I'm very curious. I think they're going to probably take the same approach as they did uh, with Jungle Book. But there was um, a human in it. There's there, one human at least. In there Jungle was, Book, yeah. there was a human. But you know that you know it's it's always you know coming from a background of, of VFX. You know, uh, the the short time I had, uh, it's always best to mix live action and VFX together. You get so much more believable content than if you just completely shoot you know things i mean and that's one of the reasons why you know like people don't like the prequels of star wars as much as the new movies that is not why i don't like the prequels. well that's one of the reasons one of the many reasons i mean just i mean you know and which i think is kind of funny because the original like george lucas basically did what he did with the originals Mm -hmm. with the prequels but with the new technology he pioneered basically all of the technology that is being used nowadays right. and that's what people i guess yeah you are right that's some of what people hate on on the prequels and it's interesting i think it's very interesting yeah and you have to think the actors have to have something to act too i mean hearing stories about 
how Gandalf on uh, in the Hobbit movies had to act to a tennis ball and he broke down because it's just like this is yeah. this is not acting. Well, Life know? of Pi. You know, and and in and the fact that you know VFX artists are uh, they're underrepresented and and it's just like you know they'll they'll just shoot ship all the work to you know some other country or something like that and it's just it's it's difficult work and it's it's underappreciated but you know but but actors need some kind of thing to act with you know as as good as they can you know you can you can pretend that there's a microphone in front of you and you're right. talking into the microphone but when you see it when you when you can look at it and you can like pick out a certain detail and it's the looks in the eyes and things like that yeah um that you know you're really going to capture the emotion no you play you know you play off people too like you know when i was shooting the short that I directed earlier in the year Julie and Mason were in scene together they just played off each other so right. well that I got some great stuff that I didn't even think to get because mm-hmm. they weren't acting against a wall that's very true and with that I think we should segue into some Stranger Things I'm only about two episodes in yeah I've only yep I'm only about really... two episodes but well, have, you heard, have you heard that ever, like uh, people are like well, what's her name? Millie Bobby Brown. They're like saying she's like one of the sexiest people ever. Like that's kind of weird. Like really one of the weird. what? Sexiest uh, people in Hollywood. She's thirteen. That's kind of like messed up. Well, have no fear because, like Thor, I have no life, like and Thor. I watched this one as well. And let me tell you, I mean, I'm so glad. And the trailer is on right now. I mean, just having you know Eleven back from the Upside Down. You knew it was going to happen. I, well, though. yes, yeah. we did. But the thing For is, sure. it's just like they, they developed her. Stranger Things 2, um, I feel like, delves more into character development, and you get some awesome pairings. That's so funny you say that, because I've heard the exact opposite from some of the people I've talked to. They said it's lack on the character development. Mm, mm, I mean, look, all these all these reviews are opinions. No, I mean, absolutely. And you're going you're gonna to like things or you're not going to like things, but it's just the fact of, of seeing, you know, uh, there's, it's so hard to do a review when you can't spoil things. Yeah. But you know, just just seeing the the interesting pairings is that's the biggest thing I liked. Yeah. Is you got all these characters together that was like, you know, they split them off, but it was like, whoa, these two are together. You know. Speaking of great Halloween costumes, not to spoil, they did do a good job. They're Ghostbusters. Yeah, but that's not really spoiling anything. That's yeah. you know, in yeah. the promos and stuff. Yeah. Those the, are good Ghostbusters it, costumes, man. Those are great Ghostbusters it costumes. Was, I mean, it when was you have a TV budget behind your costumes, it's... Yeah. Although I take that back because Inhumans apparently didn't get that message. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't watch Inhumans. Don't. Okay. Don't. Yeah. You heard it here first. Ian Bensman does not like Inhumans. Die, die hard, die hard Marvel super... Like, I watched a whole season of freaking Gotham. Mm-hmm. I watched a whole season of Gotham. I don't know why. But yeah. I, I made it through a whole season of Gotham, and I can't. I can barely stand. Well, it that's why we have Stranger Things, ladies and gentlemen, because it's an excellent show. Yeah. And this season, you know, I, I would I would definitely recommend giving it a shot if you're a fan of season one. Um, and, and you know, and speaking to the people that might not have liked the season as much as you know season one, you know, the good news is there's there's at least another two seasons coming out for it. And oh, is that confirmed? I, I believe it's confirmed. I, I heard they didn't want to do it after this season. Mm-mm. Oh, that's nope. awesome. And there's also a really good uh, a program on Netflix. It's like they're talking dead. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. It's like Stranger Something. Uh, and I was just looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, we, I've watched two episodes with my wife, and um, 
it's really cool because they sit down and they're like the set is like uh, beyond Will's, Stranger Things. Beyond Stranger Things, yes. Okay. And they're they're in the basement, Will's basement, not Will's, um, uh, Mike's basement, and you know yeah, they have all the props up and uh, and they have like the D and D game out and stuff, and it's just absolutely interesting to hear their process and to hear like for Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, what scenes were hardest for her, and she and and it was just like uh, really difficult for you know just seeing this little girl talk about her process, and they actually show some of their audition tapes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, like hers especially, like she's gonna go, she's gonna go places. Oh yeah, well you know she can, you can just tell. Yeah, like, when you watch interviews with her, right? She's very, she's very. Um, well, they were all in Good Morning Emma Watson esque mm-hmm. the other morning on Halloween. The cast of Stranger Things mm. was on. Good and they're all the, and all of them act like kids except her. She acts like this like well, refined. She, she's like yeah. Well, like, she's kind of British. Well, she is. She's British. kind of British. No, yeah, no. She's I think she, kind, she's very, she's, very Emma Watson-y, I think yeah. in terms of her like demeanor. When yeah. like you watch interviews of Emma Watson mm-hmm. when she was a kid, yeah, and then you watch interviews with her, it's very. I guess it is a British you, thing, maybe. You well, the thing she takes her role very seriously, and you can tell when in in that Beyond Stranger Things. When, when they're talking to her about her process and what she thinks of, she pulls emotions and stuff. And on that episode that she was on, uh, the actor who plays Mike is on, and he's just being a kid. He's fidgeting with, with the, the D20 dice, and, and he's, like, got his legs shaking. And he's just, like, being a kid. He's just in, in, in his delivery and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's just it's a terrific show. I, I'm a huge fan of it, and I think that especially the fact that she shaved her head and and she didn't want to at first, but then they, so they showed legit. her. She legit shaved her. Well, head? Yeah, she. Oh, they, yeah. But they. She was afraid to. She didn't she, want to. And then they so showed. They w- showed her uh, Mad Max, oh. uh, Fury mm. Road, and okay. Furiosa. I wonder if she had a. I wonder if she had a wig ever. on on Good Morning America. Well, for season. Because her hair was like down to her shoulder. Well, for like, I, I mean, season two, she had hair. There's, oh, she had the. She, she had, had a little bit of hair. hair. She has hair. In she season has two. she has hair in in season except for the flashbacks, mm-hmm. but you know she has you know shorter hair, so it makes sense that it, it grew back. Uh, but yeah, it's just I I'd recommend it. I give it twelve pepperoni pizzas and seven. Uh, bottles of Sierra Mist. We're gonna have to figure out your rating system. Right? Um, it seems yeah. to be all over the place, it, but I well, know there's a I rhyme mean, and reason. There, there is, there is, and once you know, uh, if anybody figures Car- it out on Twitter, beverages are worth one fourth uh, star. You, you, you know, what? you're not even close. Damn. But you know, if somebody figures it out and tweets it at me, then I they will win a prize. What prize? I'm not gonna say it's a Sue prize. Get it? No, not really. Yeah, it's a surprise. No. It's a surprise. Oh, okay. That's but all. That isn't really a joke. It's just a surprise. If you can't tell people, we didn't. We had a totally different plan for the show today. <laughs> but uh, you know. So what? What else is going on in the in the world of nerddom? In the world of geek uh, actually, zones? You know, it's funny. You just had, uh, apparently just announced Justin Roiland is going to be at C two E two in Chicago this year. That's awesome. Yes, I guarantee you it's impossible to get up to him, though. The the lines will be insane. Well, season four's trailer of Rick and Morty dropped in. You guys check that out. When did that happen? Uh, Just reading. Not this this week, because I just watched it. We haven't seen it. I I didn't even know what happened. There's all sorts of theories. I've seen the Old Spice commercial, which is great. The Old Spice commercial was absolutely terrific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably the best commercial Come on, Morty! 
It's meant for it's Old Spice. There. It's got lots of different scents. He's just saying they're counting his uh, money it's, it's at great. the end. And, uh, uh, yeah, Old Spice it goes on clear. And it stays fresh all day. It's like my favorite commercial of all time. Yeah. I think. It, I, Honestly, I, I really I can't like. Can we, it, do we I've have... always a big, been a big fan of the Budweiser frogs. I don't know. I'm a bigger fan of Rick and Morty. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've always liked the Budweiser frogs, but like Pucky, and now he's puppy, counting his Monkey cash. Baby is horrible. He's even counting his cash in it. Yeah, at the end, he's just standing there counting it. It's great. Freaking love it. That show. That show is is something else. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, you know. Uh, the fact that you know th- that show is so powerful that it has the ability to bring back Szechuan sauce for like right. one day, like I at McDonald's. I guarantee when they do the live action Mulan at Disney's planning, they'll bring it back. Right, but, yeah, and it's probably still. what they're saving it for. But it, it's still it's still insane that you know like a cartoon show has the ability to do that. Oh yeah, no, it, well you know the public uh, what's it called? What's, what I'm, demand. What's it, sort of public demand. It's. Um, I guess I guess it's public demand. I don't know. It's uh, interesting when shows like that create cultural phenomenons that like stem from something that happened on the show. I'm trying to think of I, I for some reason I'm totally drawing a blank right now, but it's happened before. Mm-hmm. Not to that extent. That was kind of really crazy. But um, God, what is it? I don't even know. It's been it's been a long week, guys. <laughs> it's been a long week, guys. And I just want to go see freaking Thor, but we have to entertain you people. Well, they can't see you pointing at him, I don't think, right now. Well, I was pointing at you. I don't know why I just pointed again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had my jawbone sliced into this week, so that's... That is no relation to Hey, that's geek. that's okay. news. Okay. Right. No, well, it's, it's, funny. it's funny, we were talking as he went in to get that done, and you know, we're texting, he sent me a picture, and Elizabeth goes, oh, you sure, who's um, you know, up at the front desk here, and she goes... Uh, She's like, oh, you should have him live stream it. And uh, I texted him back, and he didn't really respond. And I'm like, Worst it didn't get live delivered. Stream ever. Well, no, it didn't. It didn't get delivered. And I'm like, huh? And I go on Facebook, and he's live freaking <laughs> streaming. It was hilarious. Yeah, I only wanted to do it for a second, though. I didn't want to violate any laws or anything. I Plus, think, yeah, I mean, I think wants, who can. wants to see that? Well, it would have been cool because they sawed my teeth, my tooth into a bunch of pieces, and. So yeah, that I was I was at the I was at the video game store the other day. Yeah, and you know I'm waiting in line to to pick up a copy of Destiny Two on PlayStation Four, and I saw a really cool trailer for the new Call of Duty game. Uh, and the World War Two. World War Two. Oh, now yeah. here's the thing. This is I'm going to preface Bring it with it this. Back. I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan. You know, it's just I feel like you know they just put out so many. You know, versions of the game, and, and it comes up so fast. It's yeah, it's pretty much yearly, and it's like, I feel like it's oversaturated a little bit. But I will say the trailer is absolutely stunning, and it's such a good indication of where our technology is going in in the forms of film and video games. Because half the time I'm looking at this, these soldiers, their facial expressions look real. Yeah. This trailer for this game looked like a trailer for a Saving Private Ryan sequel or something. That's cool. Um, but what they were able to do with that, now I know that's not in-game graphics, I know that's yeah. that's just for the trailers, but still, it's amazing that this oh, is the, the route that, that video games are going, and they're, you know, they're, they're becoming such a good vehicle for storytelling. My one issue is they still can't get fire down or water down um, when, it, when it's moving too much. Yeah, I mean... Water's water's difficult. I used to do some water simulation programs. Uh, I did water simulations, uh, yes, uh, with a with a program called Real Flow, 
Uh, and it was, uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it and a lot of math the computer does. But I just think that, you know, that game, because of that trailer, might cause me to check that game out. I'm not sure. Mm. There's been a lot of trailers that came out recently that have been like, whoa, that looks really freaking good. Like mm-hmm. Wolfenstein 2. That looks good. Um, oh, man, Evil that Within looks 2. great. Evil, Evil Within 2 looks really good. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like the first one. Let's make America um, Nazi free again. Um, what's, right. the one, what's the one with the dude in the jetpack? I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. It looks great, though. That's not helpful. <laughs> not not really. Not really helpful at all. So another thing that happened in the Nerd Kingdom this week was the TV trailer of Star Wars dropped, which neither of you will no, watch. No, you won't watch it. And I no, wanna, sir. And I want to know why. Because I want to go into any Star Wars movie as clean as possible. I will watch the theatrical trailers um, because generally they tend to avoid spoiling too much. Um, that being said, I think if you have half a brain, you could figure out some things that they revealed in the last theatrical trailer. Right. But it's all speculatory, that being said. But I don't, the TV trailers, especially Disney, Disney loves uh-huh. spoiling their movies in their TV trailers. I didn't know Hawk, I didn't know um, Falcon was in Ant Man until I saw it on the TV trailer. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Just constant stuff like that. Um,. It's, I try to avoid the TV trailers. Yeah, you know, like my my big reason is I haven't seen the the last uh, theatrical trailer that was released um, because Rain Johnson uh, said on online, uh, "Don't watch this trailer; it ruins too much." Yeah, and then almost immediately retracted that statement and said, I'm just kidding. Go see. And I have a feeling Disney got to I'm him. Sure Disney, like Disney I mean, went well. and said, hey, come on. You, and I get it from a business stand, standpoint. You can't I'll, tab you know, your director, I'll say, this, though. say that. I really don't think it gives away too much that, that you didn't already think was going to happen anyway. I really don't care. I'm not uh, I'm not going to chance it. No, and it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. And like, there's something, for example, in the TV trailer. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I like... I know one big spoilery thing that happens in it, and I'm really pissed that I know about it. Even though it's a logical thing that I figured was gonna happen, mm-hmm. I'm still really pissed. I know, but I know it wasn't even. I didn't dig for it. I'm mm-hmm. just scrolling through Yahoo, and boom, right there. It's like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, and then they read there's this article that says uh, that Adam Driver. Oh yeah, may he, have he said something, and yeah. I don't know what he said, and I avoid I avoid tra- uh, I avoid spoilers I'll tell you like this. the plague. No, no, if I'm you're not gonna, gonna, no, I'm not gonna give you a single not. detail about it, except for the fact I read read that interview, and it made me ask a million more questions. I did, it didn't solve a single thing for me in the slightest. Well, you know, if you're like me, avoid, avoid, avoid. And I think that, you know, we've gotten to this, you know, especially with the age of the Internet, we've gotten to this ability where we can get all this information, conspiracy theories on movies and, 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 and TV shows. And and it's just like there's there's no like surprise in it. Like I want to I wanted to be able to have that moment, you know, back in the uh, was it was it the late 70s or early 80s early that 80s. Empire came out? Early 80s. Mm-hmm. And that, no, that late you know, 70s. Yeah, that that Jedi was in the 80s. That Luke he was told that Vader was his father and just hearing stories about people who were actually at the theaters just saying my mind was blown by well, this. Forget that the crew. No one knew right. except for Mark Hamill. Yep. And not even David Prowse knew. David Prowse didn't know. No, only Mark Hamill knew, George Lucas knew, and James Earl Jones. The line knew. was originally, I killed your father. Yep. And then James Earl Jones recorded it, and when he was told, he was just like, Yeah. 
That must have been yeah. mind blowing. Well, it's it's one of those. It's funny you say. So you've heard of them. You've heard. I'm sure you've heard of the Machete Order. In viewing Star Wars. Um, is that viewing it four, five, one, one two, yeah. three, three, and then six? six. Yeah, which, which is it. It, it makes whole, sense. The whole thing of that is the reveal of that he is his father, and yes. you go back and show everyone, no, he really is his that's, father. That's what I plan to do with my kids. But I'm curious, how does it fit in with seven and Rogue One? And can't we just honestly skip Episode One? No, no. Actually, I'm pretty sure. One. I'm pretty sure Machete. What? Or- I really Whoa. do. I love I'm pretty love, sure Machete Order. Just because of the lightsaber have, duels. I think okay. you skip one in Machete Order. No, you you need one because you need to see why. You, 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 There's you, nothing mentioned ever again. Metachlorians are mentioned once again, maybe. It's just it's, Darth Maul is never mentioned again. Qui Gon is literally yeah. not mentioned again. Pod racing never mentioned. But you again. you do see the origin of how Anakin and Obi Wan met, and it's like that's the only thing that you get to take away from. And you also get to see that Anakin was this you know goofy little innocent kid. He's a person, and his name is Anakin. It, I, I again, the writing oh, like, was I, so bad. I like young Obi Wan. Yeah, Hugh McGregor's great. I mean, Qui-Gon Jinn and Qui-Gon is Jinn. awesome. So, I mean, the it's Duel not... of the Fates is incredible. See, that's, like, end, that's, you know? that's so... what I like about Well, no, but you can pick is... apart things in the prequels, like Attack yeah. of the Clones. That whole movie is atrocious until the last act of the film, and then you get a bunch of Jedis fighting and Yoda fights. Yes. Right. I remember seeing that in theaters. The audience oh, went yeah. fucking insane. People I went were insane. standing up cheering and shouting. I was and... one of those people. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. the whole time you hear Yoda's this Jedi master. He's a lightsaber master. He walks with a fucking cane. Yeah. And you're like, okay, come on now. And then he just he drops the game, just starts jumping everywhere. I mean, like, that redeemed that up. movie. You know? Oh, and absolutely. Then, you know, the episode three, I just, like just for that Sith. begin of the uh, the space battle, yeah. uh, over Coruscant, it's it's amazing. Like it's, no, it's, it's still it's, Revenge of the one Sith. Shot still horribly great. acted, still horribly directed. Sure. Best one of the prequels, hands down. Of course, you, you I, see I so like, many I like moments. That movie too, man. Well, no, I, I like love the, I love Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Sith. It's yeah. you see so many things like like Mustafar. Yeah, you know, Mustafar as someone who read the extended ass. universe stuff, I've wanted to see Mustafar for years. You know, and mm-hmm. for it to finally pop up in the movie, it was really cool. And then the, the Battle of the Heroes between right. him and Obi Wan was incredible. John yeah, Williams killed it again such... with the soundtrack, and that's that's actually one of my issues with the Force such Awakens is I don't think fight. there was a one song. Like every movie, I feel like has had one track. Well, like the one whole, theme that's very much a spectacular. Well, you know, there wasn't anything. Once Anakin fully turns to the dark side in Revenge of the Sith, is like that whole movie just like. Well, it's everything you wanted to see. Blows mm-hmm. up, yeah, finally. It's, it's everything like, you wanted to right. see. You know, you, they explain why Luke and Leia aren't. It, it's just everything every Star Wars fan wanted to see. Him marching on the Jedi Temple with his five hundred first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then oh. he kills all the younglings. Yeah. Mm. But. Good stuff. And then, then in uh, I love how in or Rogue bad One, stuff. whatever. Well, I love how in Rogue Good Star One, Wars stuff. Lo- Rogue One, they go to Mustafar and they don't even have to say it's Mustafar. You're just yeah, kind of like just, you, you just know. know. Yeah. That's, and his Darth Vader's like layers so badass. Yeah. No, it's that's one of those funny the Star Wars with the extended universe and all that junk. Like um, originally, um, we got Ewoks because they didn't have the budget to do Kashyyyk, which is the Wookiee homeworld. And we finally got to see Kashyyyk in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I mean it's it's half the budget. Yeah. Half the costume. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know. I just uh, found some interesting news on the uh, World Wide Web that spiders spun. Um, 20th Century Fox has just officially uh, set a release date for a movie called Gambit. Oh, they February finally 14th, decided that's going to happen. Actually, sorry to bust your bubble on that. That was announced about a month ago. The current, the current rumored director is Gore 
Bravinsky, as you would know from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, Channing Tatum as, is still uh, attached to this project. But the great thing I just found out is who is slated to play Mr. Sinister. And the rumor is, Daniel, is Craig? Daniel Craig. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Daniel Craig to play Mr. Sinister. I think that would be a terrific choice. I mean, he's got some amazing acting chops. And- now, I, I am a little bummed that we're getting Sinister after Apocalypse. Um, yeah, because wasn't wasn't Mr. Sinister like kind of well, tied to Apocalypse? So sort of. If you if you're looking at the animated series, absolutely, he's mm-hmm. the precursor to Apocalypse, and very much throughout a lot of comics, he is the precursor. But I'm pretty sure. Now I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure Apocalypse actually came before him in the comics. Um, Apocalypse came in X Force number four. Mm-hmm. Um, and X Force was basically the original five team members left xavier and created their own team Mm -hmm. and he was in issue number four of that i don't know when sinister popped up um but yeah in the animated series he's absolutely the precursor to him um and a lot of the times he's the precursor to him and i really think it's uh, a bummer we're getting sinister in i mean it makes sense because gambit Mm -hmm. gambit technically started as marauder which is sinister's group of things and there's the morlock massacre and blah 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 and you know so it'll be interesting i just um i'm very curious to see this movie it, it's going to be interesting, especially, you know, the only context we have of Gambit in the cinematic world is, you know, Wolverine. Or which doesn't exist. In it. Well, God. it's funny. Part of that movie doesn't exist. But part but of it some does. Some of it does. Because yeah. of the samurai sword. Mm-hmm. Well, plus, like, everything. So it's like everything from everything that happened in World War Two, everything in the beginning of the movie before modern times still happened. Well, I guess that makes sense with you know things of days of future past. No, you that's, could what say, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Changed yeah. all that stuff. Oh, changed yeah. the the course of that. Which is why I was so excited for X Men Apocalypse because I thought I I'm a giant. My two main comics have always been X Men and Spider Man. I've read them since I was mm-hmm. old enough to read. So I'm very 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 picky when it comes to the adaptions of those characters, and I don't think they really did Spider Man justice until Civil War, um, fully full of justice there's parts of the other ones that work really well but um when you look at x-men i think fox has just completely tarnished those characters i think they took the names and kind of threw out the characterization out the window um except for wolverine they made it the wolverine show um and you know and patrick stewart is the perfect the perfect professor x but at the same time while ian mckellen did a great job as magneto he's not who i would necessarily have cast as magneto um, I personally don't like what they did with the stories that they adapted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they start they should have started out with Sentinels and then built up to Magneto. Um, you've had Stryker in more movies than Magneto now as the villain. Stryker's in one comic. He's in one story in the comics. And they made him integral to this cinematic universe. And I think it's kind of ridiculous when you have such a huge history. I think second to Batman, X-Men's Rogues Gallery is the best. I think yeah, besides Batman, you have X-Men. X-Men second in terms of villains um you just have so many great ones you know you have um juggernaut who they totally ruined in x-men 3 you have juggernaut, apocalypse bitch. who they ruined in x-men apocalypse you have uh you know just so many sinister who like we said hasn't popped up yet and you have the uh, the morlocks and all these this huge plethora of characters at your disposal and you just keep going back to magneto and striker and magneto and striker and wolverine and magneto and striker and wolverine and and I love Wolverine as much as the next guy, but there's other characters in that Fox universe. I think Fox just doesn't want to take a chance. Fox doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Because they're, now they're doing, uh, the next X-Men movie is, a, is a, a rehash of the Phoenix story, because they fucked it up the first time. 
and B, it's a space movie with the Shi'ar. But the first thing that the freaking uh, it was the writer or the producer said, yeah, we're gonna it's gonna be a very grounded film because that's what you want to hear about a freaking space movie, right. an epic space movie. It's gonna be very grounded. Right. They just don't know what they're doing. They really have no. I really thought Days of Future Past was gonna be a course correction. Because it was the first one I really liked, which is full circle back so, to the beginning of my rant. How would you? I how, Apocalypse was horrible. How would you feel if Marvel Studios acquired the rights? To I X-Men? would literally do a backflip. Yeah, and I, I can't so do too. a backflip. I would do like I would do a backflip. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Same with Fantastic Four. Well, I, no, just just in the fact that I can't do a backflip. I mean, I'm a very I'm a very bulky boy. Mm-hmm. No, but I agree. I think that you know, getting those properties back, you know. You'd see better stories, and you'd be able to add those characters into the list. And also, uh, circling back to the Thor thing, I mean, the ability that they had, they were able to infuse, uh, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch into Thor. I mean, just it was just a tiny little bit, but it was like that's perfect. That's an example of. Hey Marvel, here are all your toys back that I borrowed. Yeah, well, um, they, they had Doctor Strange. They've always had. Doctor well, they've Strange. all. I know. I but I'm just saying, like having that ability to take a character. Oh, absolutely. That you wouldn't mean. I mean, Thor and Doctor Strange have had you know interactions, yeah. but you know the general populace wouldn't really put those two together. Absolutely. So I wonder I, how many characters there are total in the Marvel a universe. A lot. Seventeen. Um, well, here's the issue: <laughs> is it gets really technical. Right. So, for example, Deadpool. Deadpool really, until the last handful of years, was kind of separate from... I mean, he's introduced an X-Men book, Cables is whatever, blah, 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 but he was created in an X-Men book, therefore Fox owns him. Right. Um, then there's characters like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, who technically were X-Men killer characters first, but then were Avengers for a very long time. Um, so basically, Marvel can use Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but they can't mention that they're mutants or their father's Magneto, which apparently Fox can't do either, because they won't fucking do it. Um, I guess they did it for Quicksilver, but um, and then was that yeah, little girl supposed to be Scarlet, Scarlet Witch? Witch? Yeah, uh huh. Um, and then uh, you have Fox who can use the characters, but can't mention that they're Avengers. Um, and that's why you got the different versions of the Quicksilver character, right? Um, and I think uh, I think it's crazy when you look at Marvel having one and a half hands tied behind their back in terms of what characters they can use. They can't use... Fantastic Four was the literal start of the Marvel Universe. I wonder how the long cornerstone. It, I wonder how long it took them to hash out, like, who gets what. And not long. Marvel went bankrupt mm-hmm. in the 90s and had to sell all the rights. Um, and then they kept certain characters, they say, because they were planning on blah, 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 blah. I think it's because the other studios didn't see viability in making another Captain America movie after the three direct to TV movies that existed. I forgot about those. Mm-hmm. Captain America throws his party. Well, shoe. they had the Spider-Man ones too, those direct to TV or direct to uh, Well, that was a show. That was, that was a TV show. show. Yeah, that was, I liked that, that show. When I was a kid. Uh, oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah, absolutely. Watch, watch it now. Kid. Watch it's it now. It's now. bad. Yeah. yeah, when I was a little but kid, I would go to the movie store. And mm-hmm. I just think Spider-Man, it's, it's very interesting that you look at what Marvel has been able to accomplish with one and a half hands tied behind their back. And then you look at what DC's doing, and they literally have access to every single character they have ever created mm-hmm. and can't get out of the starting gate. Yeah. And, and I, you know what? I liked Man of Steel. I did. I didn't think it was amazing. I liked it. I, I liked I, it quite a bit. Am I going to be crucified, too, for loving Adam West Batman? No. no. Okay. Everyone loves Adam West okay. Batman. Yeah, you He's can't dead. You Adam have West to Batman. like him. Um, and uh, and then you, Batman Superman was such a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Um and it really, I feel like it really had to do with them wanting to get to where Marvel was without putting the groundwork in, and that's why right after that we're getting Justice League, and I and it looks like a clusterfuck. Yeah, it really looks it looks gorgeous. 
mm-hmm. that's what Zack Snyder's known for. But apparently, when they brought Joss Whedon, he cut about an hour and a half of the movie out. Yeah. Um, because Zack Snyder really can't direct anything besides action. That's, that's and you very can't true. really have that as a basis for a movie unless you're the Raid, because that's the greatest action film of all right. time. Right. So a- as we're rounding this hour out, I think it's a good idea to talk about things that we're excited about. So, Ian, what are you most excited about in the next uh, upcoming month or so, like seeing? I found a nickel. That is not what I was talking about. Like, um, you know, any kind of, like, uh, comic or, well, you know, or TV show or movie. As much or... as I bitch about Justice League, I'm going to go see it opening night. Um, you know, Punisher's coming out. I'm super pumped for that. Um, we're so close to Star Wars. I know it's not till December, but we're so close to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then uh, actually going to see LCD Sound System tonight, so that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, yeah, the Shins next week, and uh, I might go. To you should, the, yeah, no, I'll to let, both. Yeah, I, why not? I might go to both. Very, very trying to go tonight. Sweet, let me know. But I want to see Thor too. What uh, about you, that's, RD? That's also yeah, and actually, and seeing Thor. What have I got to look? What am I looking forward to? Let's see. Sunday, I'm looking forward to a new episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh yeah, I am little ab- Larry David. Absolutely looking forward okay. to. Okay, all right. I, I am I'm loving the new season of Kirby Enthusiasm. Loving it. Excellent. I just it is pretty pretty pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, sorry, pretty sorry. To interrupt. They just announced who is playing, and that he is on the show. That Brainiac is going to be on that Krypton show, the prequel. No, that's written by David Goyer, who said that She Hulk was created to sleep with the Hulk, which is disgusting because they're cousins. Mm. Well, sorry. Continue. It's all, good. it's all good, you know. Incest, uh, cannibalism, so the checklist to of popularity and Game of Thrones yeah, really right. brought it to the masses. Now right. it's okay to cook your cousin's leg while you have sex with. So curb, yeah, curb, curb is great. Um, but I think also this weekend I might go down to the DIA, Detroit Institute of Arts, and uh-huh. do this like free drawing thing that they do. Cool. So I might get get it's my like a art, class. Get my art on. I don't know. My girl wants to do it. I paint. I I, I get my art on. So go try it out. Is go there, check it out. Is there Just anywhere that online that people on. can see some of your art, RD? Yeah, you can check me out on Instagram at Dipstick Designs, plural. Dipstick Designs, or you can just go. You can buy some of my stuff on my Etsy shop. Just search Dipstick Designs, all Excellent. one word. Yes. Excellent. And what are you looking forward to, well, Andy? I'm listen, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to to a few things here. Um, I'm one of the few individuals that never beat Skyrim. So Skyrim is coming out for the Nintendo Switch uh, later this month, I believe. And I'm excited that, you know, getting it to, you know, on the go because I'm finding that, you know, more and more I'm not home. So having a video game console in my hand, you know, wherever I go is kind of kind of cool. But one of the things I'm most interested about, I'm most excited about that's coming out this year is a little film called The Disaster Artist. Oh, God. This, this film, if you haven't checked out the trailer, watch it. James Franco and his brother David Franco play two actors that are putting together a movie that has been proclaimed as the worst movie ever made. Did the, you hear that he directed it in character? Uh, no. That's mm-hmm. amazing. The, the, the original content is called The Room by Tommy Wiseau, and I would recommend giving that a check out if you uh, like horrible, horrible movies. He wrote, directed, starred, acted, uh, starred and acted is the same thing, and produced the film all himself. And it cost $6 million to make. They shot it digital and on film at the same time. 
like cameras side by side because they didn't know what format they were going to use, wasted so much money, and it has just become this cult classic phenomenon for how bad it is. I'd say it's up there with Mono's Hands of Fate for sure. It's better than Mono's Hands of Fate. It is so much better. They have they have viewings. Uh, Tommy Wiseau usually comes around no, uh, March every year and shows the film at the uh, the the main art theater in Royal Oak, and this this movie is just going to give us a nice little behind the scenes. It's, it's based off of one of the actors, Greg Sestero's book that he wrote about his experience being this actor that's like works so hard, but he's known for the worst thing he's ever done. And the trailer is fantastic. Yeah, there's there's two trailers. The, the teaser trailer is amazing, and then the uh, you know the other the other trailer, uh, the full length tra- trailer is amazing too. But you know, I like Seth Rogen's in it as well. Um, I like Seth Rogen. You know, I like it when he do when too. he does interesting roles. Yeah, yeah. I, he's on. He's on the. He's Pumba. He's Pumba. He's Pumba. Circling yeah. back around the Lion King. I wonder yeah. if he's gonna. I wonder if he's gonna sing. Probably I bet he is. When he oh. was a young warthog. I bet he. When ca- I was a young warthog. I've oh, always good. very nice. I've always been that surprised nice. by, by screen actors' ability to to sing. Yeah, well, well, I feel a like the ones that, I feel like the ones that can't get lessons. Right. I feel like they get paid. The studio pays for yeah. them to get singing lessons, or like uh, like Les Mis. Everyone in that cast, great singer, except Russell Crowe, and uh, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't hate his singing ability. And no, Les I didn't Mis, think he was but, as bad as everyone was saying. But, but yeah, I mean, he definitely was the. He wasn't. He was no Hugh Jackman. I'll tell you Definitely not. It's just a. Yeah, there's just a lot of cool things. But, you know, if you have anything out there that you want us to talk about, you want us to discuss, you know, uh, hit us up uh, on our website. Uh, or, or like check us I out said, on Facebook. check us out on Facebook. Find me on Inst- on, uh, on uh, Twitter, the, the, the birdie social media at Basaha. Um, we'd love to hear from you. You can send me a raven. We'd, yeah. y- you could send me a raven. You can, you can hit our Twitter it. at G- or what is it? Uh, NRM Geektainment. That's yep. right. NRM Geektainment. Someone at GT Weekly, and we're going to find you. We'd, yeah. we'd love to hear from you if there's somebody we want, you, you want us to talk to, you want us to interview. We'd love to to you know get get some feedback on this show, because this show isn't about us. It's about you, the people, the geeks in the geek kingdom. Yep. We are here to serve you. We are here to yep. entertain you. And um, Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? And it's just going to get better and better and better. That's, yeah, that's, just forgive the us. The name of the game... Yeah, well, <laughs> we we you know minus the camera, last minute but, change of plans, you know, and such and, and whatnot. But that's that's but, showbiz, ladies and gentlemen. I stand that's showbiz. By everything I say and everything I do. Yep. But that's the name of the game: is improvement and that's rock and good, roll. Good, and the word of the day is calendar. Calendar. Perfect. All right. It has been a fantastic show. Great. Sorry that we lost our video feed, but. You guys still got to listen to us ramble on. You missed some very angry pointing. I'm R.D. Van Houten. I'm Andy Bisha. And I'm Ian Benzman. And you've listened to Geektainment Weekly on, on New, New Radio, Radio Media. Media. Peace. Later. Peace.